Well, g'day, something a little bit different from Aldinga Bay Baptist this week. We've got the testimonies of both Tristan and Steve up online for your encouragement. It was a great Sunday last Sunday to hear their testimonies and to see them baptised into the faith, believing in Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. Again, we hope you're encouraged. Morning, everyone. I guess I'll just come straight into it. Um, this is my testimony. Hi, my name is Tristan McArdle. For those who don't know me, I'm fiancé to Claire Field, and today I'm getting baptised as a public declaration of my faith. First off, I wanted to tell you a bit about me and my background. I grew up on my mum's beef cattle farm in a place called Back Valley, uh, just out of Victor Harbour with mum, dad, my brother and sister. I grew up doing, doing chores on the farm, like feeding and herding cows most weekends. And then there was the fun bits, like riding motorbikes and learning how to drive in old scrap cars we called paddock bashes. I grew up in a non-Christian family, never went to church, and I never, uh, and I was, never truly learned the gift of God's grace. Before I was introduced to any religion, I've faced battles of hardship where I felt alone. First, when mum and dad split up, and how it affected me in the following, <coughs> in the following years as I was going through high school. They, they started living their own individual lives and remarried. Dad moved away to Queensland. <coughs> and mum stayed on the farm. Second time was when I almost lost, lost dad. <coughs> when he was crushed at work in a workplace accident. <laughs> he spent six months in a hospital. Dad spent six months in hospital, learning to walk again on his prosthetic leg after his right leg amputated through the knee. My brother and sister and I travelled to Melbourne as often as we could to go and see him and support him as he learned to walk again after he'd lost his leg. The only faith I had at that time was within the doctors and the nurses and believing in them that they had the correct training and knowledge to help Dad get through. When I met Claire, I was completely oblivious of how much my life was about to change. Claire asked me one night, after dinner at her house, would I go to church with her? At the time, she was attending night church at Impact in Victor Harbour. Of course, I said yes. I was quite nervous leading up to this. I had no idea what to expect. Never been to church before. I didn't know whether I'd be accepted. Would I know anyone there? If I do, what would they think of me coming to church for the first time? Will anyone talk to me? I was pretty scared. I remember the first service I went to, the message of the sermon was about being enough for God. I left that service feeling positive and feeling pretty great, hearing whether, whether or not I'm new to faith or someone that had been a Christian my whole life, that God still loves me the same, I am enough for God's love and grace. This kind of made me think, was that just ironic? The sermon that night was about being enough for God. Or was it something that I was yet to understand? Skipping forward, we soon started to feel a little bit disconnected at impact, so Claire and I began to search for a new church. We were invited by David, uh, Claire's dad, to come to a service at Aldinga Bay Baptist, where Claire had grown up, as we did. The first time I walked in, I was greeted by many people reconnecting with Claire, introducing themselves to me as a new face. 
I really felt the presence of God that day because I'd previously prayed with Claire for some direction as to which church would be our next home. This did not take long to find in Ordinga Bay. God's grace, God's grace was felt again through the support of this amazing church and the friendships I was forming during the unfortunate tragedies that struck the field and Sternberg families. The car accidents that caused injury and claimed the life of Denise. <laughs> God, <you're right. laughs> through all of our prayers at the hospital, through all of the support and love from the church and the support of family and community around us, we felt I felt the love and the grace of God through tra- tragedy. So after going through a similar experience with healing once without faith in God and once with faith in God, I know the gift of God's love is true. And so today I want to be baptised as a public declaration to my faith to declare Jesus as my Lord and Saviour because I'm a child of God. Um, it was really emotional to um, follow up from Tristan there. Um, so yeah, my name's Steve Proctor, and today I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story um, and my testimony. Um, I was born, well, yeah, I decided I was going to give my testimony a name. I'm going to call it Portadown to Port Nalunga. Um, I was born in Portadown which is a town in the north of Ireland um, in 1973. Um, I was one of four children, um, three boys and a girl, and I was number two, older brother, younger brother, younger sister. Um, Mum and dad, my dad was a carpenter, my mum was a nurse. Uh, they were pretty, we were a pretty stock standard family. I uh, lived in a, in a normal sort of a house in a normal town. Um, Mum and dad were Christians. Um, I was brought up in, in, a, in a Christian environment. Uh, Baptist church, Portadown Baptist, twice on a Sunday, Sunday school in the afternoon. So I, you know, I had Christianity sort of, you could say, rammed down my throat from an early, from a, from an early age. So I guess it came as no surprise, probably around the age of 13 or 14, um, that I made a commitment to become a Christian. Um, I'm not someone who can remember the exact time or date, uh, but, you know, I was very sure about that, and I was quite serious about that uh, and about my faith at that time. So the, life, life moved on, and I, um, I decided to leave school early at 16 years old. School wasn't for me. Um, and I entered the working world. Uh, I did an apprenticeship. Uh, I was a... Uh, crash repair worker, I was a metal worker. And um, so I was in a man's world, I worked in a garage. And um, so really over the next four or five years during that apprenticeship, um, you know, I guess I started to become uh, more of a man and doing manly things, uh, which probably weren't good things. And um, my, probably my face started to grow a little bit colder. And, you know, I was probably more often you know, found in nightclubs on a Saturday night than church on a Sunday morning. Uh, so I, I guess I was, I was probably leading a bit of a double life. I was sitting on the fence, really. Uh, you know, I could, um, I, I could 
turn up and, and show people I was a Christian on a Sunday morning. But yeah, on a Saturday night, I was one of the boys. Um, that, that sort of life went on, like I say. Uh, and probably around 1995, I'd done my apprenticeship. I was finished. I was about 21 years old. I decided that I needed to um, spread my wings a little bit. Um, Portadown was getting a little bit small for me. I, um, I decided to go off traveling. And, um, you know, Portadown was a, it was a, it was a hard-nosed town. It was, it, was, it was in the midst of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. And um, there wasn't a lot going on there. It, it was a tough town. Uh, you know, there was nothing to do there, really. Uh, and, and I knew there was the surf and the sun in other countries and other parts of the world. And it, it felt to me that was the thing to do. But leading into that, I had this desire to go to Australia. And, um, but leading into that, I, um, I, I remember being at a, a barbecue where I met this family from, from, from Ireland who were, uh, they were missionaries and they were out in, uh, working for a new tribes mission in, in PNG. And they said to me, oh, why don't you come to, to PNG first and, and spend a few months there with us uh, before you go to Australia? So that was sort of the catalyst to set me off. Uh, on my adventures. Uh, so yeah, I headed on to, to West New Britain in, in, and I, I worked as a builder's laborer for three or four months. And um, you know, that was a great time of my life. One of the, one of the, the times that I, I look back with fondest memories, you know, it was just all an adventure out in the, in the, in the tropics of New Guinea. And um, having a, you know, I was surrounded in it with, with good people in a great environment. And it was, um, it was just something so new to me. So, you know, that, that was a good time. And then I, I moved on down to Australia and um, had a one-year visa and I was able to work my way around Australia as a backpacker. And, um, you know, I guess for, I went from that high of New Guinea, probably my faith was good. And then I probably, like, I started to get sucked into the backpacker lifestyle and um, sort of slipped back to probably the way I was living. Um, so really from that, you know, that, that one thing led to another and I am um, probably looking then, the next four years of my life through my, to my mid-twenties, I became a bit of a wanderer really. I, um, I spent at least four years traveling around the world, um, working in, the, in America, Mexico, Canada, many parts of Europe. Um, you know, and I, I worked at summer camps, I worked with youth, I, I, I'd done odd jobs and interspersed I would come back to Ireland and you know, just do, just do random jobs and sort of sleep on mates' couches. And, you know, my dad called me a bit of a gypsy at that time. And uh, I wasn't really committed to anything. I was just, I was looking, I was searching for something. Um, that was just my way. And, and I just couldn't really put my finger on it. I just didn't know what I was doing, really. Um, you know, probably when looking at it now, that thinking about the parable of the prodigal son was probably where I was at, you know, and, reading in Luke chapter 15, um, and you would know that story. Uh, you know, it doesn't, and, and it's, it, it states, you know, it doesn't really matter how far we stray from, from our Heavenly Father um, and how much we squander the gifts that he provides. He was always delighted when we turned back home. And that used to be the way it was when I would turn back up home. Um, my mum and dad, it wouldn't matter that I didn't have two pennies in my pocket. Um, and, and, you know, they would obviously always just welcome me back and we'd get on with things. I guess probably after that, you know, I did, I grew up a little bit and got to 1999 and um, I decided I should do something proper with my life. So I decided to um, 
I got accepted into university in Manchester in England, and um, I, I studied outdoor education and um, geography. And I guess I got in, I got in, I got in off the back of my of my life that I had lived, and um, so that was great. You know, I enjoyed what I was doing. I took that quite serious, and um, probably after that, at the end of that, I topped that up with a teaching degree, a postgrad teaching degree, and I was able to walk out. Uh, early 2002, I think it was, around as a teacher, qualified teacher. And, um, and you know, I was quite, quite positive about that. And um, importantly, in that last teaching practical, I was placed in a school where I met my wife, Kerry, who's now my wife, who's also a teacher. And, um, you know, we, we had a bit of a whirlwind romance, and, and quite quickly we got engaged, and um, within a year, I think we were married. Uh, and, and we had a great, you know, for a, for a number of years, we, we enjoyed our lives. We, um, we lived in the north of England, and um, we spent time socialising at the weekends. We, you know, we, we, we went on holidays when, when the time came, and, and life was good. But there, was, there wasn't a lot of time for God in that, really. We, we didn't really, that was never really discussed. We just got on with it, and, and life was good. Uh, quite quickly then, you know, we, we had a, a first... Um, First daughter, I've been blessed with three girls over the last 16 years. Um, I think we've been married for 17, is that right? So our wedding anniversary last week, I should know that. Um, so I've three girls, two older ones were born in England and uh, we emigrated to Australia in early 2008. Um, Daisy, who's over there, was six months old when I carried her in. Uh, so, and my third old girl was born in Australia. Uh, you know, so emigrating and having children, I think to me that was, a, it was an opportunity for a fresh start and um, for me to refocus uh, and to rethink about where I'm at in my faith again. And, you know, so something I remember, you know, once uh, God has a hold of you, you know, he doesn't let you go. He'll stay with you um, no matter what you do. And he'll keep coming back for you uh, and he'll bless and look after you. Uh, yeah, and you know it's interesting when we were planning to come to Australia we could have chosen anywhere we looked at the map of Australia and thought well, where would you like to live and Kerry my wife was born in Australia so we, it was quite straightforward for us to get visas um, you know I look back I thought well we could have we could have moved to Noosa Heads or Barron Bay or you know, all those great iconic places in Australia but we chose Adelaide um, and you know you wonder why I chose here, but you know, God sees the bigger plan. Uh, he sees the big picture. And it wasn't long after we arrived here that, you know, Kerry got a job teaching in Woodcroft College very quickly. Um, we, got a, we, we lived at Mazins Beach for 10 years and we, we enjoyed there. And um, not long after I got a permanent job at Southern Vales Christian College. And, um, you know, that was great. Um, you know, I got a job teaching outdoor education um, and I currently teach tech studies as well. Um, two things, you know, that I was trained to do and, and that I was passionate about. So it's interesting how things work out. Uh, not long after starting at Southern Vales, yeah, I met a lady called Jerry Warden, um, who many of you would know. And um, I didn't know it at the time, but she would end up having quite a significant impact on my life. Um, she even, first, and she was the first one to invite me along because we were going to a little Lutheran church at um, 
McLaren Vale, uh, and she said, oh, Steve, why don't you come along to Aldinga Bay? You know, he's a good fella. Andrew's a preacher down there. You'd pretty good. You'd get on with him. And um, so I did. And um, obviously I've been, I've been here ever since. And um, she also encouraged me in, um, in, in, set, in pushing the outdoor program at, at Southern Vales. And, and she was a great lady for that and, and constantly kept me to account. And I think there's a lot of people here that we, we, you know, we miss her dearly. Um, so, you know, really, that's, that's where I'm at. And I think, I think about it. Life doesn't get any easier. The journey keeps, keeps going. Um, walking with Jesus is tough. Highs and lows, you know, you know those. That, that's really the way it is. Many times, I, you know, I, find, I still find myself doing wrong things, um, just making poor decisions. And I think, you know, what are you doing? Um, keeping the wrong company. I think that was often over the last 10 years. So I've been having to constantly check myself where I'm at and, um, you know, trying to make sure that I'm standing by what, I, what my faith, you know, says I'm doing. Uh, uh, you know, and having a wife and three, three daughters, as they've got older, I've tried to think, you know, I've got to, I've got to set the, the standard in my house. I've got to try and set a good example um, for, for them. And I guess, you know, looking at it, that's one of the reasons I wanted to get baptised, um, Maybe it was all those memories of uh, Portadown Baptist. I was sitting there for a reason, which, which included watching many baptisms over the years, um, although not in the Irish Sea, I should say. Um, and maybe it was because Andrew provided an opportunity um, to do it. And, and something, you know, inside me said, oh, this is for you. So I put my hand up and said, I'll do it. Uh, so yeah, that's really it. So to wrap this up, um, that's for my journey you know, finds my family now living in Port Nolonga. And, um, you know, we're happy living there. We're hoping to build a house there. And um, that's where we want our future to be. So that, that, that's where the journey is. Um, so, you know, so I'm close to 50 years old um, in the grip of this pandemic and this bizarre time that we're living in. Um, raising three children and working, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting time and, and, and I feel like you need a strong faith and to, keep, to keep going and to, to think, to keep right in this world. So, um, so yeah, I wanted to thank, just thank my parents really for, for setting me out in the right track and um, thank God for, for what I've got. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.